I don't even listen to his podcast, huh? Dude, it's educational. And besides, I've been wanting to listen to this one. Welcome to Idling in the Impala, a podcast by and for lovers of Supernatural and the fanfiction it inspires. Before we begin, we just want to remind you to like, subscribe, follow, etc. wherever you listen to us so you don't miss any episodes or bonus stuff that we do. I'm Carly. I'm Sandra. And you thought we were done with the opus that was Demonic Junkies after almost three hours, I think, is what the last episode <laughs> clocked in on but we're not because we're not done i i had done a um a presentation about demonic junkies and carly's journey through the the writing process reactions from readers uh all of that stuff but the um the crux of the the presentation kind of came out of a discussion we had, which I thought I was going to be able to put into the first demonic junkies conversation, but that was too damn long. So I'm actually going to pop it in probably right around here where um, we're going to talk about my reaction to the story, particularly I think it was after right after regret junkie. No, there's, there's, there's no beating. I was, well, there's a little bit of beating just because I. <laughs> there's no beating. It's fine. It's fine. Now I have you and this big stick. What a weird coincidence. Okay. <laughs> laid, laid on me. Laid. I know it was awful. I know. But it was, but it, but it was very. It was very. Not awful like it was a bad story. Just yeah, awful. Like, oh, it, was very, it was very true to their, to their relationship and their, their overall dynamic and, and all of that. I really didn't. You hate me a little. No, I don't hate you a little bit. I just it's 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 an interesting take on what would happen if such and such, you know, and I think it's I think it's I think it's accurate as much as I don't want to admit it about Dean. You know, it keeps going into the back of my mind. And I had emailed the one listener who's like Dean's basically to me, it's like, you know, Dean's the villain in all of this. Mm-hmm. And I'm very much like I don't want to go there because I don't want that to be something that sticks in my brain because really at the, at the end of, at at the end of the day, the worst case scenario I could say about both boys is that however, however way they've been abused in their life reflects on maybe how they treat others. Um, Mm -hmm. And that, you know, you're exploring that in this situation and I'm sure people, you know, explore it with soulless you know soulless sam and and different different things like that too my Mm -hmm. the one reason it really bothers me carly is because it's like the way you portrayed it is it's awful dean like you know it's dean even though it's dean demon it's still coming from Mm -hmm. dean and i wrestle with that so much in terms of Mm. some of his actions towards sam because i just i keep thinking about season 10 and I know he basically was like in I think the first episode in black he basically told whatever the hell the dude's name is uh do whatever you want with him do whatever you want with Sam he had Sam tied up or whatever he's like I don't care you know and I feel like oh it was Cole yeah I feel like it was Dean 
Dean wanting somebody else to do the dirty work, like even, even in that hunt scenario, like through the bunker, you know, like I still felt like Dean really wasn't going to kill Sam. It was a cat mouse thing that he was enjoying. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And knowing that he put Sam in that position willingly for his own benefit really bothers me that really bothers me because at the end of the day it my day yeah yeah Yeah. because at the end of the day it makes me it makes me question it's like an all or nothing thing and then I know that I think I might have scared the 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 listener because I was like you know I'm not a debater but I want to hear your side of it like I don't I don't want to debate this because I don't want to be the person that's like well no you're wrong like I want to listen to your point of view but Mm -hmm. understand you're not going to sway me. <laughs> you will not <laughs> change my like, mind. It's kind of like my my situation. So like with that, I'm kind of like, you know, was he was he willing to do a, a murder suicide the same way maybe John was with Sam? And I just don't, I just feel like he wrestled with that so much. And it goes all the way back to season two, you know, knowing what he had to do if there was no other alternative. And I just don't think he would have done it. You know, so it's like that kind of mm. part. That's that's where I'm at with that. I, it's it's great though. It's 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 a great story. You did you did such a great job oh, with you. the the descriptions. Not even really necessarily. I mean, the smut was great, but I mean, like just the the development of the characters and like the what Dean did with you know taking care of Sam. Like that became okay. I'm like this is. This is this is the Dean I I know. It's mm-hmm. full of regret, full of everything's my fault. Look at what I've done. I, I guess like I feel like he he makes choices, but his choices that he makes, I don't think would put Sam, you know what I mean? Like just wouldn't put Sam there. But like then this demon thing is just like, you know, so it's just yeah, I was yeah. not I was not happy with him for most of it. And I'm glad that he's being treated the way that he is by Sam. I did like the pharmacy thing. Like I liked all of those things, like those parts of like, look at what he's doing for him now to make amends. And I'm just like, and I liked the, the, the double non-con I really liked because that showed Dean struggling against maybe like his baser instincts, but a demon taking, taking mm-hmm. charge. Kind of like how Michael was doing with yeah. Dean. Yeah. Yeah. So my thoughts. So not really, not really a, what a flagellation, like nothing. Like I'm not, I'm not, I'm not hitting you with a stick. I'm just saying like internally in my mind, it's like, no, I don't want, <laughs> I don't want to go there. I don't want to think that about him. I really don't. Like, I just don't want to think, I know he's messed up, but I think at the end of the day, there's redemption there. And there's not this initial, I'm just going to use Sam for my own purposes for what I for what I want scenario I guess that's where I struggle too so yeah Yeah. see the thing the thing with with this Dean is he's not he's not quite as black and white hopefully I haven't portrayed him as like two-dimensional and really black and white Mm -mm. but he's because a lot of the story has been told from Sam's point of view you Mm -hmm. don't necessarily know how Dean is actually thinking so in the first instance, the the in in control, that's a hundred percent 
demon dean mm-hmm. that's 100% that's so it's like it's like a demon is is pure it it's you know it's just pure want desire like childlike mm-hmm. and you know the whole thing about like drunk words sober thoughts i don't really buy into that mm-hmm. so much but i do think when you are removed of your inhibitions you potentially do say or do things that maybe you might have thought about when you were sober but I don't like I don't I don't think it's that cut and dried Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so if we go back to control this is Dean he's not possessed by a demon he is a demon Mm -hmm. he is 100% desire need id Mm -hmm. what does he desire his brother Mm -hmm. always even if you took out the sexual aspect of it Mm -hmm. so Sam's here going I'm gonna cure you gonna be fine and Dean's having the time of his fucking life he's Mm -hmm. happy as a demon so what is he gonna do well sam's not gonna leave sam's already proved that i tracked him down you know so he has to he has to keep sam with him in some way and that's the only way he knows how to keep sam with him so it's it's not born from malicious intent it's not like he's deliberately was like i'm gonna fuck my brother and then leave him to die you know like metaphorically for not necessarily literally for Mm-hmm. But it's not it's not that malicious. It's just I need to keep him with me. I guess it's the happiness me, part. That's I think that's what I struggle with because I don't feel like when we saw him when we saw him in the show, like there was this there was this do whatever I want thing, but it didn't necessarily feel like happy. You know what I mean? Like he was kind of like doing his thing with Crowley, but how much happiness was he? experiencing so ah. you know do you know what i mean so then i do know what you mean but on the on like coming at that from junkie's angle mm-hmm. we've we only really see it from sam's point of view and dean tells you in hate that a lot of it's an act he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be doing these things anymore he's tired of doing them mm-hmm. but he has to keep up mm-hmm. appearances for sam mm-hmm. you can't let sam know what's going on mm-hmm. so you don't i can say to you confidently Dean was having a good time in control. Dean was having a good time in shame. Mm. Blood, not so much. Hate, really not so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. A lot of it, you don't necessarily know. I don't necessarily know how much of it is Dean acting. How much of it is a is a cover-up. Mm-hmm. I had a not not similar. But similar vein um, with Dreamer. She was like, I am going to miss Mouthy Demon Dean. And I'm like, you don't know if Dean is Mouthy. You don't mm-hmm. know. Mm-hmm. He might be. Mm-hmm. We well, don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. We'll find mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know what you mean, though. It's, mm-hmm. it's not been nice. <laughs> I haven't enjoyed it. Go off on it from there. So my whole... Um, my whole thing that I kept coming back and forth to Carla with was like, I just don't understand him in this. I'm like, why, why is Dean able to do what he does to Sam? Carly made a great um, point in the conversation that you just listened to, which was that, you know, this is basically Dean's id um, just full out because in my mind, we always have the thought that a demon, a demon possesses, um, someone and basically mm-hmm. the the person takes the back seat 
and demon just drives off and does demon's whatever they demon. want demon's gonna demon and in this situation we knew based off of canon that no this demon dean this was dean and um i just had so many problems with it because i always feel like dean's main objective is to keep sam safe so i did some research on um you know freud and uh conscious mind unconscious mind um the mm-hmm. ego which is the id and the superego and how that all kind of works together um or supposed to work dependent on i guess a normal situation <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's it's probably probably worth dumping it at this point that a lot of freud's theories on psychology have been disproved mm-hmm. and he was on all the drugs good mm-hmm. lord so many drugs mm-hmm. so you know take it with a pinch of salt right we're not saying like oh yes fried is you know the, the be all and end all yeah no but, but for me like in this situation like when we fits. when you yeah going off of that like idea of you know what why 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 could dean yeah. do this because that was the whole thing with me was why um, i have a lot of a lot of messages to that effect which is i hate him I was, mm-hmm. I was genuinely, I was so proud of that. I told so many people. I was like, I have made Sandra hate mm-hmm. a Dean character. I don't think this has ever happened before. Mm-mm. No, because it goes against everything that I... Everything you stand everything. for. No, well, not not just, just what I feel Dean stands for. You know, just in... Like, I, I understand mm. the process and I understand his... His inner turmoil and conflict, right? So when you when you mentioned it to me I'm like okay so this kind of this kind of made a little bit more sense so again like if you're following along if you're watching the video version of this um it's the explanation demon dean is the id for me um you definitely should be watching the video by the way it's a fucking killer presentation so I basically took um this uh, information the reference is from simply psychology freud's theory of personality id ego and superego again as carly stated take it with a grain of salt however you want it's just a way for us to have a discussion about about demon dean so yeah it is like the primitive part instinct um so it's it's like the stuff that's um below the surface normally um and in the in the picture of sort of like the iceberg like it's totally down bottom unconscious mind stuff. So it's, it consists of all the, all the components that are are present, uh, you know, uh, it says at birth, including the sex life instinct Eros, which contains the libido and the aggressive death instinct. The Natos I think is how you say feed. it. So, yeah. No, it's sleep, eat, mate. That's it. So that's all it wants. Yeah. So we, I guess we could say like what, fuck, Mary kill. <laughs> there's a there's Uh, no there's a slipknot ep and it's like eat sleep mate repeat something like that i'm sure that's the name of it but yeah it's all the and i suppose linking this i know we're talking dean but linking this back Mm -hmm. into sam Mm -hmm. i call it his lizard brain his self-conscious but it probably could call it sam's id that is the one that is screaming danger will robinson at Mm -hmm. him Mm -hmm. with everything to do with dean Mm -hmm. you know you could definitely you could put that there for sure. Well, that yeah, that's what I kind of wanted to to talk about too. Like, so in in this case with with Sam and his um, demon blood addiction, like 
is that how you'd explain his, like, is, has, and I know I'm getting ahead of myself. Is that how his id is coming out or it isn't because he's still being dominated. So like, that's where mm-hmm. I get all like confused and stuff like that. Like what part of when is, when is Sam just like switching into that mode of just like, if he is at all in the story, because again, I don't know if that's necessarily a thing. Um, I don't think Sam is ever truly controlled by his id mm-hmm. in this story. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just, if, if we're talking about id as, you know, you, your instincts, the, the, the parts of you that are just pure base, mm-hmm. I would say those are the parts of Sam that is, you know, that even though he wants to come back to Dean, those are the parts of him that refuse to move because they say danger mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and can't, but I don't think an addiction is addiction. And it, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, it probably does come from that part of your, your psyche that just, you know, the urge to consume, but mm-hmm. I wouldn't, I wouldn't say demon Dean is the id mm-hmm. in this story for sure. Mm-hmm. No, mm-hmm. I don't think it comes to Sam. Yeah. Yeah. So so then going into that, so then when Dean was turned into a demon, the id completely took over um, for my, him. This, this story would have been so much easier if I'd included the Mark of Cain, but I was like, I don't like it. This is a stupid story. Mm-hmm. But it, it, it still ties into it. I mean, if you're just talking about demon Dean, you know, that's, you know, all that kind of came from, from that point. Like, you don't mm-hmm. have to discuss it, I think, to, you know, follow along, you know, with the with the storyline um because I, I i think that that maybe like as dean was dealing with the mark of cain in the story i think that's where he probably like the id was fighting starting to fight over trying to get some dominance you know in in play at least when it comes to like the kill part right like that was mm. just that was just like if he didn't if he didn't feed that you know as crowley stated he was going to turn into it entirely but what but still like he was all he was it all over the place in black and um Mm -hmm. Reichenbach you know um but again like he just he he was being completely selfish you know no ounce of care in his body for anyone or anything and Mm Yeah, I mean, like I said, this is the only way I can reconcile that this behavior is plausible from Dean. Like there's no option or ability for Dean to rely on the ego. So then my thing is, you know, if we take it as a sort of like compare it to a regular demon situation, there's still a part of him is taking a backseat, right? Like, so it's not like his whole, his whole soul personality is like backseat to a demon. It's just part of his, um, personality is kind of like switching the dominance of it um and in this place it's the id and like um the ego and the super ego which again like I knew about id and I think ego I don't think I'd like really liked understood um even the super ego part uh at this point when I was studied I studied this in college okay that's great. But I, I was rem- like, mm, I don't no. remember. <laughs> I don't remember what the super ego is. I remember uh, what the id and the ego is. But mm-hmm. I don't remember what the super ego is. Yeah. So for um, like the my question, you know, again was like, where the hell is Dean's ego? Um, you know, so the ego is the only part um of the conscious personality, 
So it's what the person's aware of when they think about themselves. And it is what they usually try to project towards others. So um, mm-hmm. again, like I've got it on the presentation, but like it's, it finds a way to realistically satisfy the id's demands. So, you, I mean, I guess you could think of like Dean, like we know when he, when he goes out, he has a few drinks or, you know, he hooks up, you know, that kind of stuff. Like, like he goes like, okay, I'm going to give you this right now. That should, that should tide you over. Like that's like the compromise yeah. or postponing the satisfaction so that, you know, you don't have to deal with what I guess people like society perceives of you as being like, you know, like a drunk, a womanizer, you know, all, all, all those kinds of like, you know, quote unquote things that, you know, people could tag on to Dean um, when he's mm-hmm. kind of like going down a, a rabbit hole of what he might want uh, out of that. So it's the one thing, this is what you need to do, you know, for you to be like, you know, an acceptable part of society, even like Hunter Network society, like this is like the basics, like, you know, that you've got to, you've got to deal with. And I'm sure over time, Dean, I mean, it's obvious Dean struggled with that you know, just even like on the show, I think for at least like in the beginning, I think maybe a little bit and then got kind of like, um, I think you could say his alcohol dependency, um, you know, to deal with what he was going through probably shifted a lot depending on how he was, what he was dealing with. Again, context for the hellscape that is supernatural (laughs) in general for these two boys. Everything um, is in context. Yeah. Show, which is bug fuck nuts. Yeah. And yeah. I think, I mean, if you're going to, again, like if we compare this to maybe Sam's journey, I think even though he was struggling with the impossibility of what he had to deal with, I feel like maybe his ego had a little bit more of a say you know, and what was going on, not necessarily in demonic junkies, but just like in general, like, you know, I think he operated on a different, he operated on a different level than Dean did mainly because I think he was given more input access, representation (laughs) of yeah, parenting, but also like getting out of the family dynamic and seeing this is what it's like outside of the Winchesters for those you know, years that he was in, he was in college before he, he, you know, came back into everything that was going on um, in season mm-hmm. one. So I think, I think as well, just, just kind of spitballing through canon, mm-hmm. Sam probably derived quite a lot of satisfaction from denying his id, mm. you know, and, and drawing that distinction between sort of, I don't know, being a better person than his hunter father, his hunter brother, when he was at college, I mean. Yeah. You know, yeah. so he he probably made a real effort not to be led by that part of himself and to deny it. Like, nobody doesn't like cheeseburgers. Okay, unless, unless you are, like, vegetarian or vegan. Mm-hmm. Or you have, like, I just... Everybody likes red meat once in a while, you know? Mm-hmm. I just feel like you, I, it's it's biological. It's a biological imperative. Everybody just likes red meat once in a while, but he endlessly denies himself. Everybody likes bacon, okay? <laughs> you can abstain from pork products because of any reason you so choose or no reason whatsoever. You could just be like, I don't like pigs or mm-hmm. I like pigs a lot. 
everybody mm-hmm. likes bacon but mm-hmm. he you know he denies himself for mm-hmm. you know whatever reason whatever he thinks that that achieves for him yeah he denies yeah no i think that i think that's a that's a really good representation of of sam it's the denial that makes him feel strong stronger and especially i think when um i always go back to that one i think it's in is it season eight when he's doing the trials or they're they're looking for when they're in that hotel and they find metatron and he talks about um the nights of the round table and reading that like i feel like that's his way of saying that he's taking He's trying to rise above it, even though he he just feels like he can't. Like there's always something there. So it's like if he keeps pushing it down, pushing it down, pushing it down, then it will. Yeah. It's gonna it's if gonna elevate keeps... him to a to a to a yeah. higher higher status. Yeah. Oh, yeah. there's so many biblical biblical implications of penance mm-hmm. and oh god, I just yeah. read a fic based around that actually. Mm. That was uh, that was pretty good. Oh god, I hate mm-hmm. that scene so much. I hate it's genuinely like Jared is looking into my soul and going, mm-hmm. here are all the things that you can't say, but you believe. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could never go on a quest like that because I wasn't clean, I wasn't pure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's had such a rough life, and I'm just making it so much worse. <laughs> oh. oh goodness. So there's more information I've lost about where we were no they're just you just were. more i just switch to the next it's still on like dean's ego and stuff um so just where like the id um the ego seeks pleasure sort of like tension reduction and avoids mm-hmm. pain but unlike the id the ego is concerned with devising a realistic strategy to obtain pleasure so um like the ego can be sort of like taken over by the id right and that's i think where where we're at um mm-hmm. with demon dean yeah. and then one thing that i read in the article that according to freudians some abnormal upbringing particularly if there is a cold rejecting i don't know schizogenic it's it's in quotes mother can result in a weak and fragile ego whose ability to contain the id's desires is limited this can Whoa. lead to the ego being broken apart by its attempt to contain the id, leaving the id in overall control of the psyche. So my thoughts were, you know that. Now I think I think you could you, Freud was really obsessed with moms for whatever mm-hmm. fucking yeah. reason. But yeah. I mean, if there's cold and rejecting schizogenic parents, mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. fucking paste a picture yeah. of John Winchester right there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. Because I was thinking, like you know, Dean's ego was already so very broken, I, and I I took this back too for like from his time in hell that like you know that was already yeah. sort of like chipping away that the id was also able to take over maybe so easily or quickly because and i just watched this episode in season three not too long ago and it was actually after um after i'd wrote all this down but dean's talk with ruby 1.0 in season three again i hate that some of the really great or important like meta you know or the myth arc scenes are in some of like the most terrible episodes in my mind, like the <laughs> the witch episode, which M- Malleus Maleficarum or something like that. Um, yep. He has this discussion with Ruby at the end of that. You know, the demons were once human and it took centuries 
to rid every bit of humanity from them. So to me, it's mm-hmm. like, well, the mark of Cain was probably just like a super fast shortcut. Um, but then I yeah. came up like with this issue. Well, you know, Cain seemed to have gained some morality back by choice over time. And he had the mark of Cain. Again, we're talking hundreds of years, like centuries. Um, he went dark yeah. off the rails at the loss of his love. And I feel like Demon Dean in canon made the choice to leave Sam, perhaps because he knew he couldn't control the id. Um, and then I also put in Dean's ego could have also been corrupted, broken by John's parenting upbringing, perhaps his super ego unconsciously ran the show like a majority of the time, um, you know, try to like, maybe like compensate for all of that, all of that stuff too. Um, but yeah, the, I mean, the parenting thing really kind of, as soon as I read that, I immediately thought John, you know, um, yeah, that way. And I mean, I suppose we're putting like a a sort of civilized, (laughs) doesn't deliberately doesn't look at America, (laughs) our civilized societal thoughts on these parts of the personality. But all the id is really is survival. You need Mm -hmm. to eat and you need to reproduce Mm -hmm. and you need to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that's it. And your those survival instincts, those animal instincts, they're not thinking about anything, you know, like how those acts are gonna you know the tiger that eats the freaking gazelle or whatever is not thinking about what gazelle society yeah is gonna say about it eating it's hungry so it eats Mm -hmm. you know it's tired it sleeps the the biological drive to reproduce is inherent in every living being that's Mm -hmm. pretty much all all we're designed to do anything else on top of that is you know just that's just bonuses. Yeah. Know? Yeah. So I think it's Dean probably lives more in his id than any other part of his personality, but I don't necessarily think it's a choice. I mm-hmm. think it's a survival mm-hmm. instinct in him. You know, yeah. things things are inherently untrustworthy and he has to, you know, if this is going to be his last day on earth, well, by God, he's going to have a good meal. And mm-hmm. a good fuck. Mm-hmm. That's you know. I mean, there's no way to live, but that's kind of kind yeah. of how I interpret it. Yeah. Oh, poor Dean. <laughs> it's gonna be um, the, the tagline of the show, poor Dean. So super then it, ego. Yeah. Then we talk a little bit about super ego. Like maybe it's uh, Dean's yeah. super ego that's been banished. Um, super ego incorporates the values and morals of society, which are learned from one's parents and others. Again, um, based on Freud, like develops around the age of three to five uh yeah this is this is where freud loses me with the (laughs) the psychosexual development Mm -hmm, i have mm -hmm. boys i can tell you that that's not particularly realistic yeah but basically it's like they're the one that's in charge and you know you're not here you're not here to enjoy yourselves (laughs) here here comes the anxiety and the guilt (laughs) you know you ruined a perfectly good monkey look at it it's got anxiety (laughs) that's that's people yeah (laughs) Look, I made humans. You ruined a monkey, is what you did. No, I uh, I think that's that's an interesting facet of Dean's development, though, because he would have learned societally accepted values and morals from Mary, mm-hmm. but then it would have all been in this in this so called pivotal age, three mm-hmm. to five. It was all destroyed. It would just be anxiety and guilt. Like that's all it would be. Yeah, you know. Yeah. So that's why I think like maybe. You know, at least like growing up, 
um, I think a lot of it was probably like his operating mode was like super ego, um, you know, when he was younger, just like, the, mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and in terms of what he had to do, um, I'm sure the anxiety that, you know, he had to shoulder to take care of Sam when John wasn't around and, and different things like that. Um, mm-hmm. And I feel like in Demonic Junkies, like the super ego is just like, all over Dean, <laughs> like in the last half, you know, when we get into the, once he's, once he's cured himself, you know, then it's all about anxiety about Sam, making sure Sam's okay. And the guilt that he feels about what he's done, you know, mm-hmm. to Sam throughout so the first, guilt. the first half of it. So much, yeah. so much guilt. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's just an unhealthy boy all yeah. the way around. But that's um, so that's yeah. the only real way that you can you can reconcile the dean that you know and mm-hmm. see with the dean that I made. Yeah. Which is to just go, oh Lord, no, you fucked it completely. Oh god, yeah. no, it's ruined. Yeah. You've broken it. Like not even a little bit. Like you you completely fucked it. Yeah. Why have you done this? Yeah. And I, I think this is kind of how where I sort of like, you know, again, like I understand the I understand the thought process too for, you know, it's, it's not a big stretch, you know, to, to have fanfic that, you know, talks about incest um, in certain situations, because there's, again, and I'm just going based off like this, this one, one article, which of course we can, you know, have people that disagree with stuff, but um, it's called like, there's the super ego, which has two parts to it, the conscience and the ideal self. And there's one term called the ego ideal that Freud talks about, which arises out of the person's first great love attachment, usually a parent. But my question is, he was obsessed. Is Dean's first great love attachment, Sam, and not necessarily, you know, Mary or John. He never really had enough time to make a true love attachment with Mary. And I'd argue that John was more of a drill sergeant. Once Mary died, too detached for Dean to do anything more than try to keep him placated for Sam's well-being. So yeah, I think that's how we get into the whole, the canon part describing them as soulmates in chapter five. And again, like soulmates can mean a variety of yeah, things. Yeah, it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't have to mean yeah. it's a sexual romantic um, relationship. But, you know, I think because the boys are so very tied to each other that mm-hmm. that's kind of where I... I was like, okay, well, this is, and this is kind of how the superego and the id can kind of like, you know, take turns dominating in different ways, right? Like if his love attachment is Sam to the superego side, and then you've got id talking about all of the, the instincts and the urges, then I think that's how we, we come up with, with demon Dean in demonic junkies. Um, mm-hmm. I've been listening to so many podcasts and doing like so many, like, um, side note, like as my narration, you know, projects and things are kind of like taking off, I'm getting a lot of like self-help and relationship and all these kinds of different terms being thrown at me. And they make me think about, um, you know, my life, my relationships. Um, but then Mm -hmm. as one does, you start to think about supernatural and, and Sam and Dean. And I was just kind of like a big word is now enmeshed enmeshment um, and yeah. 
I think that maybe a better term instead of codependent um, is that they are just like a product or a part of an enmeshed family system, Um, Mm -hmm. which started, you know, with John, but, you know, has this characterization of weak boundaries, right? Like one person overlaps the other and you can't really see a, a true distinction, you know, where one person stops and where another person begins. And there's, there's no like emotional separation. Um, and you're, mm-hmm. you're being told that, you know, you need to support or you need to give this family member all of your attention. And that really stops someone from developing a sense of self. I think that's Dean all over. Like, yes. and then I think that's leads into all of the things that he, which we've talked about, did for Sam and how it, you know, it kind of like doesn't always seem it's like two sides of the same coin. People have talked about a lot too. Like it's balanced, but it's not like healthy balance. Like it, it can be like divided down the line mm. sometimes with their relationship. So again, yeah. like if you're following along and I'll, I'll have the presentation in as a link too, if you're just listening and you want to look at my craziness, but like I, you definitely should. It's great. I talked about um, like different characteristics or signs um, of enmeshment. Um, again, mm-hmm. lack of boundaries, lack of privacy, emotional fusion. You do what your parent family wants rather than what you want. Uh, your parent yeah. family makes decisions for you. Effects, lack of identity and sense of self. Inability to act or think for self. People pleasing. Fear of conflict. Dean, 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 Dean. It's just Dean all over the place. Um, yeah, I, so I'm thinking, yeah, I'm thinking there's a, there's a, a a stereotype that, um, as a mother of boys, I fucking hate that boy mom stereotype. You know, he's my world. He's my first love. There's Mm -hmm. this boy that stole my heart. He calls me mom. (laughs) Gross. Fucking vile. Hate it. Right. But I follow, I follow like, um, like just no mother-in-law on Reddit. Mm-hmm. Um, and like parents of nas, uh, children of narcissists and, and and insane parents and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. uh, my family was bug fuck nuts, and sometimes you you think I might have you know may- maybe maybe I invented this. Maybe it wasn't that bad. And then you go and you see other people who have the same mm-hmm. problems with their family that you have, and you're like, holy shit, it wasn't me. But this that happens and I don't mean to I don't mean to stereotype I don't mean to generalize not every parent behaves this way and not every parent of boys behaves this way but it 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 do tend to be the boy moms and they they lose themselves in being a mom Mm -hmm. to this this boy Mm -hmm. and then you see this this child grow up and they can't they can't let go they Mm -hmm. can't you know every partner that comes into this this child's life is is in direct competition and they do things that you would think no rational reasonable human being would ever do you know they'll like dress up like their daughter-in-laws and like you know behave really inappropriately Mm. towards their sons and I think not to say that that happens in canon obviously Mm -hmm. but I kind of like I feel like Dean kind of got caught up in that like mm. it was put on him that his whole being was to be 
look after Sam, be mm-hmm. Sam's parent. And that translates to these parent figures that let being a parent embody them totally and they have nothing mm-hmm. outside of that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just. Yeah, yeah. I just think I, I can see why you're out with that. Yeah, I think I and. I think the more that I'm like trying to learn, you know, about myself, why I do what I do and then why others do what they do. I think I, I always try to come from a place where now I'm realizing most people are just doing, they're doing it out of either not knowing or understanding. um, And usually it's out of like either fear, right? Like this Mm -hmm. basic survival, uh, fear, worry, or self-doubt. And I think that whatever like whatever John was going through, I think that, you know, and you could say for whatever reason, why, you know, why does, why did Dean take that on? You know, was it just because he was the oldest? Like if Sam had been the oldest, would Sam have necessarily done the same thing? You know what I mean? Like if the roles were reversed age-wise, you know, would Sam have done that based off of like Sam's personality, like whatever inherently is in Sam, like, or would there be a little bit of a, would there have been a little bit of a difference in how, um, Mm the situation, you know, played out. Um, because I do think that everybody's got their own particular set of great That's... little neuroses that, you know, it's it part of its nature, part of its nurture. And then you get yeah. to mix, you know, and that's then, just and what I was about to out. say. It's yeah, it's it's nature versus nurture. You put two mm-hmm. children in the same mm-hmm. in the same position and would you get would you yeah. get the same outcome? I think you probably get I think you probably would get a similar outcome. Mm-hmm. um just based on the I don't know I just I don't feel like Sam would have done any better mm-hmm. not to say not that is not to say that Dean did a did a bad job by any means but I just no with everything I that just, was put on you know a kid at that age like how how much of a how much of a, an ability to recognize that this is not healthy you know um yeah. this is not the way you and do you things do- you don't, do you? When you're a kid, you assume what's happening to you is happening yeah. to everyone else. And it's yeah. only it's only when you get older and you can sort of get into your teens and you start, you know, you start talking to your peers and comparing notes and you're like, oh shit, that wasn't what. Yeah. What do you mean your mom didn't do X, Y, and Z? Well, how did how did you do, you know, A, B, C? Yeah. Kind yeah. of thing. And that, yeah, you don't. I mean, I I don't doubt for a second that the Winchesters knew that their lives weren't normal, mm-hmm. but probably by that point, it was too late because yeah. plenty of kids, like army kids or military kids, they move around mm-hmm. a lot, don't they? As their as their parents get deployed and things, so being the new kid in school probably wasn't that uncommon. Yeah, yeah, you know? and I. I almost feel like too, like, um, there's a section on here that's like, you know, how to heal from enmeshment. I I feel like sort of like Dean was that, Dean was that buffer between John and Sam, I think, which gave Sam the opportunity to recognize this isn't right. Um, Gave him Mm -hmm. the courage to set boundaries, right? Whether Dean (laughs) really wanted that to happen or not, like Dean was that sort of like the dam, right? That kind of like gives gives a little bit of like a uh, a valve, like flow adjustment, right? Like to what's happening and what's what's actually like getting through to Sam. 
uh, in one way mm-hmm. or another and giving Sam the opportunity to discover himself, explore this, you know, and do things that Dean would have never done, you know, um, or at least probably didn't realize it until much later. And I always find that interesting too, about how people come to that realization. And I think that's why for me, Dean, Dean is my character because I feel like Dean just did not get it for such a long time. And whether it was a light switch or something or this slow, slow realization. I mean, I know Carly, you always, you always talk about, I just don't understand why, why Dean keeps harping on about his mom and his, you know, like he's still like, that's like some, for some people, that stuff is so ingrained in your psyche. It just does not, it does not let go for a really long time. And I think that's where Dean, Dean was at for decades. Um, I think, and you just, everybody's got their own way of hopefully eventually coming to the realization of what's, what's good for me. What do I have to do for me? Some people never, never experience that moment. Mm-hmm. I wanted that for Dean. Um, and I feel like maybe, maybe he might've been close to getting that um, towards the end of the run of the show, maybe. Um, mm-hmm. But that's, you know, you just, you can't untangle yourself from that. Like, and you're talking about untangling wool. Like for some people, it's very, <laughs> it's very hard. It's very hard to find, find the out or find that where that knot is. That's not letting you get out oh, of it. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. A hundred, a hundred percent. I, I can, I, I mean, I am estranged from pretty much all my family now. Cause I'm such an asshole guys. I'm such an asshole. Nobody wants anything to do with me. And it has nothing to do with the fact that I won't lie down and take their shit. I'm mm. a dickhead. Mm. But yeah, no, I saw that. I saw my family, not all of my family, but enough of my family, and especially my grandparents, treat my mum, who, you know, if you're a new listener, my mum is um, deceased now, treat her like absolute garbage. And she just kept going back mm. for more and more and more and kept trying to prove herself and prove her worth. And at the time I was like why you know why why are you like this why are you doing this and I I can't say get it now mm-hmm. because I've I've never I don't think I've ever you know wanted somebody's approval that much but mm-hmm. I mean maybe I have I don't know but I she couldn't stop seeking that yeah. for whatever reason whatever it was in her in her head she couldn't she couldn't find a way to stop seeking that approval. And she, I think she knew mm-hmm. that it was never going to come. Whatever she did, it was yeah. never going to be enough. It was never going to be right. It was never going to be as good as X or Y. But mm-hmm. she couldn't stop. Yeah. Right up until the end, she couldn't stop. So, yeah. you know, I get it. And then I, I came along and, and challenged all this bullshit and was like, nope, I'm such an asshole, guys such an asshole but again that's nature versus nurture my mom had no one in her corner when she was growing up she didn't nobody said to her this doesn't have to be like this whereas albeit my mom did my mom didn't say that to me she wasn't like it doesn't have to be like this you don't you saw it right like you saw that you could see it from an external point of view you could see what was happening and you were able to 
recognize that as being, that's not right. So you had that external, external outside looking, it's still being a part of it, being outside looking in. And I think that's kind of like, I think it's kind of like where I was at too, but it took me so much longer to get over that. Um, For me, fear of conflict, fear of conflict is a huge thing. It's like, you want to make sure everybody's doing fine. You want to make sure nobody's feeling, you know, feeling that they're, that, that they're not loved, that they're not, they're not wanted, that they're not a part of, you know, the family, the loyalty. Um, I think, so for me, yeah. like, I, I think I, I get that. I understand that like from Dean full stop, there's a loyalty that's expected, especially if it's in a very nuclear, just, you know, uh, that, that John, Dean, Sam, you know, you don't break out of that. What was that? I just read a story uh, by Edge of Clairvoyance, Sweet 16. It was about Dean, young Dean, um, John. uh, And there was one part of it that just kind of like, oh, it made my heart hurt for Dean where he would not go and ask Bobby for help because John had had a argument with Bobby was basically like, we can handle it ourselves. We don't need anyone's help. And he held on to that and made decisions based off of that that weren't good for him, but were good for the family. So there's mm-hmm. that part of him that I just want to hug <laughs> all the time yeah. and say, I understand you did the best that you could in the situation, you know, but you got to learn to love yourself a little bit more and not just the family kind of thing. Um, and then I kind of like, just kind of like put, I found this one, um, table or whatever. And I kind of felt like, you know, Sam is on the end of striving for healthy boundaries. And Dean is just on the enmeshment side. Like most of the time, again, like we're talking about two sides of the same coin, right? Like, and again, a lot of this, I think is only possible for Sam because of what he saw with Dean growing up Mm -hmm. um you know where enmeshment's parentification on the other side of that is self-care um you know dean i only exist to care for other people sam i receive care from other people and care for myself criticism you're never good enough self-worth i am good enough i like who i am and again i don't think sam i think sam was striving for that in the way he was behaving i don't think sam ever got to that point either but he was on the he was on the scale of that more than he was trying. Yeah. He was trying. Yeah. Dean, Dean was just like, this is just where I'm at. Um, possessiveness, which I think falls right into demonic junkies. Um, oh yeah. You know, like you must base your decisions on what makes me feel good. Um, and then we've got autonomy mm-hmm. on Sam's side. Um, again, not necessarily during demonic junkies, but like in if we general. just talk about it in general, and then helplessness yeah. for Dean advocacy, like, Sam's going to ask for what he needs. Um, Dean, time and time again, and how much did it piss you off? Sam can't take care of himself. Sam doesn't know what to do. Like helplessness. Like I need to be the one to to do this because you can't do it. Yeah. Um, oh, know. season five. You can't yeah. do this, Sam. You won't yeah. be able to. Nope, you can't do this. You're not mm-hmm. strong enough. You're mm-hmm. too this. You're too that. You're too the other. Like, okay, hang on, guys. Calm down. Like, yeah. Let's just... Let's evaluate this logically for like four seconds, please. Right, yeah. Right. 
but how can you, how can you use logic, you know, in a situation where, you know, you can't see yourself outside of it, you know? So I think for Dean, he was just, again, so in this situation. Um, I think season five sticks out because people are so blatant about it. Yeah. Like normally, like if you think of the early seasons and John whispering to Dean, oh, you you know, you you might have to off your brother and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. And then season five came along and he was like, it was I really wanted to say that I'm like he's right there guys (laughs) you know they're like oh no Sam definitely can't do this and he's not strong enough and it's gonna fuck up and we can't let Sam do and I'm like he's fucking standing right there guys he's in the room you're being so rude you know yeah so I mean yeah that was there there's a lot of there's a lot of that you know um but again like such great I don't know like the exploration of it over the years, I think is what makes Supernatural such a, such a stickler of a show for me, like in terms of like, I, and I think we're going to talk about this in in another episode that we do, but like in a weird way, how comforting it is um, to be able to see yourself in other characters and realize that you're not the only one. Cause for some people, they don't always get that even from their peers. They don't get to see that they don't make that connection. I think sometimes it's about really seeing something so detached from you, um, so surreal, so out there, you know, that you kind of like get a chance to focus on it through some form of entertainment. And um, Mm -hmm. yeah, so congratulations because, you know, the the story that you wrote kind of just, um, you know, I think showed so many things did a lot of thinking. Yeah. For me, Um, you know, just in terms of like how, especially like how Sam like was again, like on his own, how he is with Dean and just Dean's constant state of being like, you know, like there's like, (laughs) like there's almost (laughs) like a, like you get to see how Sam maneuvered life without Dean you don't really see that like with the start of the episode you don't start this show you don't see that you just see Dean needing Sam for this Mm -hmm. and that's pretty much it yeah um so yeah I think that's I think that's the end of my presentation yeah that was the end of it but yeah so I mean I don't know are there any any final thoughts I'm still in awe that I managed because I didn't think I don't know I didn't set I never set out to like you know tell a story with a metaphor that's mm-hmm. that's not what I'm here for I'm just like oh I wonder what would happen if if this mm-hmm. you know but I was as it as it grew and especially when when I gave Dean a voice and he abused mm-hmm. it completely mm-hmm. and then I had a big tantrum and I was like you don't get a voice again <laughs> but he did because he's oh god it's like pulling teeth, it's like teeth. <laughs> but it was just I'm just in awe that I managed to to make this this world this this character and characterize him in such a way that I didn't feel was that different from canon Mm. but made you feel so different Mm -hmm. than how you feel about the character in canon Mm -hmm. because I mean I I think we can argue that Dean Demon Dean Mark of Cain Dean was an asshole you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was not he was not good people but you were still like I love him I can fix him Mm -hmm, you know mm -hmm. but I came along and I was like like but what if he fucked his brother though but what if you know what 
what if what if I just change this one thing mm-hmm. and then it's you know it's 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 extrapolated to this this huge this huge thing and I'm just like I don't I don't know <laughs> it's it's wild to me it's wild to yeah. me because I don't like I said I don't I don't set out to to do anything like that I just mm-hmm. I I just let them tell whatever story they're gonna tell and that's you know that's that's how it shakes out Mm-hmm. So, well, as a scribe, yeah. you did a you did a great job, um, helping to tell their helping to tell their story. Um, yeah, I will say, I wish I'd never fucking started it because yeah. I have to fix it, <laughs> and now I'm like, ah, oh, bloody hell, and they're arguing currently, mm-hmm. which is, is, is not what I want. Yeah, that's what's happened. I thought I was detangled, and I'm I'm more tangled than I was when what? we started. Well, that's, you know, like I said, when, whenever <laughs> on brand, yeah. But whenever you get to that, I think conclusion of the story, we'll probably, you know, we'll probably revisit. Um, I don't think it'll be three hours, but I think it'll be like a, you know, like this yeah. is, this is where it's concluded and, you know, your thoughts and then probably like readers thoughts on, on the story and how it's, how it's gotten to the end and what you've done you know to fix it <laughs> so i know yeah, i'm the, looking forward to that <laughs> subtle, subtle implication you will fix this by god you will fix this yeah. person human yeah. otherwise we riot you know we ride it on fix this no i i'm i'm interested i'm interested to see where the story goes as much as anybody who is reading it because mm-hmm. i still don't know i wanted to write one shot and I didn't sign up for any of this. Mm-hmm. It's just fucking happened. Mm-hmm. Nobody asked me. They were just like, oh, well, this is what we're going to do. Yeah. So I'm interested to see where it ends up. And I'm interested to see if my Dean comes back in line with your With sort of like what I, what of my it. interpretation yeah. of him. I mean, I feel like he's already just at the end of the final part of it. It, it already, I mean, I could already see him back you know what I mean so I mean I could I could Mm. see that it's just it's just how does he fix it how does he fix it with Sam like that's 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 the part that you know really like I said is is the sticking point you know but I I mean I I already saw him back really towards Mm. the end I could see him yeah yeah so that's the care that he has for Sam even though he's so guilty about it you could you could see all of that in there so that was yeah. Yeah. I, I didn't have that that part. I'm you've got that part. That part's it's, okay. Yeah. It's just that fixing part it's just fixing the relationship with with them. Yeah. I yeah. don't know. We'll see. I don't know. We'll it'll it'll it'll, it'll come. Yeah. It'll come, I'm sure. Yeah. But uh, no, this is this has been really interesting because I was just you were just like, it's I hate it so much. And I was like <laughs> going, I don't think it's that different from Kelly. But it makes it it does make more sense now. Okay. So that's that's good. good. Well, thank you so, for letting me rant about how I how I figured out how to deal with with your with yeah. your demon dean and demonic junkies. Yeah. Thank you for letting me rant for three hours last time <laughs> about about the story and, and how it happened. And I'm gonna I'm gonna speak to my husband and be like, when I die. I want you to put it on my on my plaque, on my tombstone, whatever. I just wanted to write some porn. I don't know where all this plot came from. 
you know, like just as a joke, you know, like those, I told you I was sick kind of things. <laughs> what that? I, I just wanted to, I might put that in my Twitter bio. Oh, this one's right from Paul. Oh, what came from. But yeah, so you, listener, thank you very much for tuning in. We know this has been a pretty long one, but in my defense and in Sandra's defense, Junkies is a pretty long series. So mm. you can't knock it out in five minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. But yeah, let us know. Let us know your thoughts. Um, if you've if you've read Demonic Junkies, if you know we've we've talked about anything in the past couple episodes that have, you know, maybe like gotten you in the in the feels or you related to or you you sympathize, empathize, all of those things. Um, let us know. We yeah. we we really like to hear from from the people that are listening. But for Leave now, yeah. Email us. Go tell them oh. why they can do those things. So if you want to reach out to us, you can email us at idlinginthimpala at gmail.com or reach out to us on Twitter at idling in the letter D Impala. If you'd like to make your voice a mail, check the description for a link to send us a voice message. You can find links to our personal socials and our AO3 accounts in the description. And there's also a link to my author website and my original fiction. We also have a website now. Woo, yes. what's vibe? It is idlinginthimpala.com. And that is where you can find all our merch. That is where all our merch lives from now on. So we got new t-shirts and mugs and all kinds of good stuff. Get over there, take a look, treat yourself. <laughs> and there is also uh, like YouTube stuff, Spotify stuff, um, behind the scenes stuff, all that good stuff. So go check it out. Leave us some feedback. Let us know what you think. Don't forget to like, subscribe, follow, leave us a comment, especially if you are listening and watching on YouTube. Likes and comments really help with the YouTube algorithm. All Mm -hmm. hail its benevolence. Mm -hmm. Also in the description, you will find the current causes that we are championing. If you want to take a look at them, if you can, if you think you are able, if you want to check them out, maybe give a little donation. That would be awesome. And with that, we will say thank you for joining us in the backseat and we will see you next time, guys. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.